Okay, we're back in the dress closet, episode two. Welcome. Um, listening back to my first podcast, I mean, it's always hard, like, hearing your voice, but, like, I realise, like, I swear a lot, which is funny because, like, I reckon in my mum, my mum, my entire life, I reckon I've heard her say, like, fuck, like, five times, like, my entire life. So then, like, but, yeah, she came out with me. So, um, and, like, I feel like sometimes, like, that's good. I feel like sometimes there's no other word than just, like, fuck. But then, like, I realise that if you say it too much, it kind of, like, loses its effect. Um, yeah, but other than that, I'm happy with, like, a, lo- a lot of the podcasts, like how it's, like, short, 10 minutes or whatever. But I did realise that it was a bit no- anti-normal people last podcast. I didn't mean to be so anti-normal people, you know. There's enough division in the world. I want everybody to feel comfortable and, like, welcomed here, you know. Like, I feel for normal people. I feel like being normal would be, like, watching the world on black and white, you know? I mean, it must be hard being normal. Like, can you imagine just being accepted everywhere by everyone, just, like, all the time? I mean, like, how would you know who your real friends are? And, like, how would you deal with that pressure all the time to just, like, stay normal? Like, I'm just imagining, like, Becky, who's got, like, blonde hair, and she's just, like, desperately wants to dye like hot pink but she can't because she's normal so she goes by the name Rebecca and Rebecca is just like imploding like shaking under this pressure to just like stay normal one of my favorite quotes is by unknown unknown's had some good ones over the years but unknown said in order to free yourself you must first sacrifice your reputation I mean, can you imagine having a good reputation? Can you imagine how shit that would be? I mean, like, imagine having to just, like, keep up this fucking facade, like, all the time. Like, fuck, and they say autistic people mask. I would love to meet my reputation. I feel like my reputation, I'm just picturing her. She's got, like, a patch over one eye, maybe a bit of a limp, you know, she looks like old Tom, if you ever saw that TV show. Or like Bart's evil twin in The Addict. Yeah. So welcome people, normal people, you're welcome here. Like we're not going to judge you, you know, it's all love. Okay, so on today's show, um, I want to talk about a quote that I've been entertaining, which is, it's by Jack Hornfield. So Jack Hornfield is a author who also teaches meditation um, and he writes about Buddhism and he's probably most well known for appearing regularly on the Duncan Trussell Family Hour. So the quote is, tend to the part of the garden that you can reach. So I started thinking about this quote because in the morning I have a morning ritual and part of that ritual is I sit out in the garden on my lawn, my backyard, and I meditate and I try to get sunlight. And this is good physiologically, like it's good for your sleep cycle and things like that. But while I was sitting outside, I noticed that there's weeds growing in like the grass of like the house that I'm renting. Um, and like if I'm going to like pick all the weeds out of the grass, it's going to take me like half a day, you know, break a sweat. Um, but then I thought like if every day I sit in a different place in the yard and I just pull out the weeds that are around me, then over time, I would have done the whole job without it really feeling like that. But the reason why I'm really kind of thinking about this quote is because I've been thinking about like all the wars that are going on in the world, you know, and there's something about these wars that just make you feel so helpless. And I feel like 
posting on your Instagram story is kind of like the closest thing we can do to feel like we're actually helping. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's not helping. I'm not like judging for doing that, you know, but I'm just saying that there's a helplessness about it. Like we don't really know how to help or what to do. And so I think about this quote, tend to the part of the garden that you can reach. So I've been thinking about this for for a long time. I've had this belief that I really believe that like our outward world is really a reflection or a manifestation of our inner world and our inner state. And Carl Jung talks a bit about this. He says that, um, he talks about the collective unconscious and he says that the people that we elect as leaders are a reflection of like the collective unconscious. And um, I just feel like if all of us kind of looked inside and started doing the work that a lot of these problems, these huge problems like war could really be fixed even you know there's a quote that says world war three is spiritual what does that really mean well to me it means that i think i think all evil in the world really stems from like ignorance and insecurity i mean you know people bully other people or put them down because like they're insecure and they're jealous you know um, or they feel like low in the hierarchy, so they have to put others down beneath them. Or like a man like will spike a woman because he's insecure, you know what I mean? And so it's like, well, where does that stem from? And so I just feel like as a collective, you know, it's not really that common to go see a psych regularly and like work on your past. And like, I feel like if you've had a childhood, you've got trauma. Like it doesn't matter how good your childhood was. The fact that you're a human being means that you're going to have some trauma. You know what I mean? You're going to have shame that you're carrying from something, guilt. You're going to have memories that you don't like thinking about. You know what I mean? And when we don't like work on these, we unconsciously act them out. You know, Carl Jung spoke a lot about this. He has a really great quote. I obviously love quotes. And it says, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. And so I just see us as a culture that's like unhealed, really. And I I see that wars and all these bad things that are happening in the world are really a manifestation of that. And so tend to the part of the garden that you can reach. And what this really means to me is like what Gandhi said. He said, if you want to change the world, start with yourself. So if you don't like the wars that are going on in the world, how are you at war with yourself? Or how could you have more peace with the people that you don't get along with in your life? How could you sit at the same table and still be friends with someone who's on the opposite side of the vaccine debate, for example? You know, how could you extend maybe some apology or forgiveness to people who've wronged you or that you've wronged, you know? Or if you feel like there's a lot of, like, ego in the world, a lot of angry ego, how much are you working on your own ego? And if you feel like you get hurt hopeless sometimes because you feel like all these companies in the world, like the world is run on greed, just greedy corporations, you know, it's the cause of so much evil in our world. How could you be more happy and satisfied with what you have? How could you stop asking for more? How do you store up financial security out of fear, feeling like you never have enough? You know what I mean? How could you share more? And so to me, this is really what this means. Tend to the part of the garden that you could reach. And to understand this is both liberating and terrifying. Liberating because you understand the power that you have to change the world, but terrified because with that comes a responsibility to actually do so. And so to finish, there's another quote by Rumi and he says, 
Yesterday I was clever. I wanted to change the world. Today I'm wise. I want to change myself. Tend to the part of the garden that you can reach.